1: Welcome back to the Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Today we are going to be talking about all the shite before Christmas.
0: The question I always get from my husband is, well, just tell me what to do. And that is just a trigger point for me because I'm like, oh my God, you're asking me to be the CEO here of the family. Um, And it is that kind of like, you know, they come in at the end and do the, what can I do now? All of it when it's all done. And I think I'm seeing that a lot with women. It's like, Actually, it sounds like someone's trying to be helpful, but in a
1: way, you still have to think about it. That was psychologist Alison Keating there. We'll be hearing more from her in a moment and hopefully this episode will help calm any festive frazzle you have going on. First, a couple of stories we want to bring you about women in the world. It seems like every week there is some new Dreadful development in Afghanistan or Iran. And this week, the news comes that the Taliban in Afghanistan have banned women from universities, sparking international condemnation and despair among young people in the country. The Higher Education Minister announced the regression on Tuesday, saying it would take immediate effect. And as you know, girls have already been excluded from secondary schools since the Taliban returned to that country last year. Some women have staged protests in the capital, Kabul, and one woman has said, today we come out on the streets of Kabul to raise our voices against the closure of the girls' universities. And she was from the Afghanistan Women's Unity and Solidarity Group. There's been small demonstrations, but they've been quickly shut down by Taliban officials the United Nations and several countries have condemned the order which takes Afghanistan back to the Taliban's first period of rule when girls could not receive formal education. The UN Special Rapporteur to Afghanistan said it was a new low, further violating the right to equal education and deepens the erasure of women from Afghan society. The US said such a move would come with consequences for the Taliban. It said they cannot expect to be a legitimate member of the international community until they respect the rights of all in Afghanistan. And that was second. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in a statement. No country, he said, can thrive when half of its population is held back. And we have to say we agree here in the Women's Podcast and it's just disgraceful. I just hope that there is a much stronger international condemnation of this awful situation in Afghanistan. In some better news, at home, boxer Amy Broadhurst has topped off a usually successful year by being named 2022 Irish Times Sportswoman of the Year. The 25-year-old became Ireland's fourth World Champion boxer back in May, following in the footsteps of Katie Taylor, Kelly Harrington and Michael Conlon after she defeated Algeria's Imene Khalif in the light welterweight division. The Dundalk woman pushed on in August to take gold at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, seeing off England's Gemma Richardson and becoming Northern Ireland's first female boxer to win gold at the Games in the process. Broadhurst was also part of the usually successful Irish team at October's European Championships in Montenegro, where she again took gold after defeating Ukraine's Marlia Bava in a unanimous decision. It was a historic year for Irish soccer as well. So at the Irish Times Sportswoman of the Year Awards, the national women's team received the Outstanding Achievement Award. So that's some good news for Irish women there. Now to today's episode. The Shite Before Christmas. It's a title that we co-opted off the back of the novel of the same name written by Serena Terry and published by Harper Collins. It's available in all good bookshops now and it taps into the perennial and often fraught issue of preparing for Christmas. The blurb for the book reads Christmas time, toddler meltdowns, teenage angst, marriage problems and wine. This year the perfect Christmas is going to take a miracle. Twas the shite before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring except for mum. Like every mum, Tara wants a perfect Christmas for her family, but no one else is lifting a finger and she's losing her elfing mind. Uh, So that blurb is a very real example of what some of us are going through, but we don't want to be too doom and gloom or rain on your Christmas parade, but we did think it was important to do an episode about the many stressors and aggregating factors of Christmas. No matter who you are or what your relationship status is, there's a lot going on and a lot bubbles to the surface at this time of year. So to talk about it all, we're joined by registered psychologist, media contributor and founder of the Be Well Clinic, Alison Keating and comedian Deirdre O'Kane and good friend of this podcast. So we hope that this episode of the Women's Podcast will be your safe space for venting, de-escalating and happily distracting you from what can be the shite before Christmas. I began by asking Alison to tell us about that pressure cooker that can be the build up to the festivities.
0: Just like it is the perfection, and I mean, it's not just your imagination every time you turn the radio on, it's like get the perfect present, the perfect turkey, you name it, and we'll put perfect after it. So I think there's a lot of pressure put on people externally, and then that might be fed through to your kids. They're putting pressure on you. and um, I just think it's it's you know when we look at what's going on for people. Christmas is just a bit of a pressure cooker for a lot of pre-existing issues and everything just kind of comes to the boil and can spill over very easily. So people say to me sometimes, God, I was doing so well at the family party or I was doing so well. And then someone said one thing and it just, I exploded. Um, And I think it's because, you know, people are tired. People are actually exhausted. Um, There's a lot of pressure coming in from lots of different places, from work with deadlines, trying to finish up for the year. Um, And I was only just thinking today, like there's so many other pressure points that we, you know, wouldn't have been here maybe 20 years ago, like people can get you on text, they can get you on email, they can get you, they can get you in every way. So that kind of quiet, I think, disappears and there's a lot of noise um, in people's lives. But then on a more serious level, people have a lot of issues, you know, within their families, they're kind of dreading maybe being in the same room as people. So it depends on the level for you. It's such a personal experience, isn't it? But that pressure to be this perfect family, that puts people under a lot of, a lot of stress. Um, and, and, and sometimes I think like when you're talking about women, and I'm guilty of this myself, like it's specifically with the emotional load, like, you know, the, the question I always get from my husband is, well, just tell me what to do. And that is just a trigger point for me because I'm like, oh my God, you're asking me to be the CEO here of the family. Um, And it is that kind of like, you know, they come in at the end and do the, what can I do now? All of it, when it's all done. And I think I'm seeing that a lot with women. It's like, actually, it sounds like someone's trying to be helpful, but in a way you still have to think about it. You still have to kind of, you know, get the present for, as I say, that person and they want something very specific. Uh, I just think there's so many pressures as you said, it is a lovely time of year in many ways, but I think it can put people in a really heightened state of kind of fight or flight, to be honest.
1: Deirdre, what about you? How are you feeling in terms of the, the shite before Christmas? Um, now,
2: I'm awful lucky because my sister-in-law's doing it. This She's doing the day. <laughs> she's doing the turkey on the day. And the load that that has taken off, just, I've just gone... Oh, great. <laughs> great. I'm going to her house. Fabulous. You can get up and trash my house because that's what happens. You get up in the morning, yeah. the presents get opened, the place is trashed. And normally then you're running around trying to tidy up. So now I'm not doing that. I'm just leaving the mess and walking out the door. So I'm, I've am i lucked out this year uh, and I'm just so grateful for it. Oh, my God. God, I'm just, we're not cooking. I'm not doing any cooking. I'm going to get up and I'm going to have a drink first a thing in the morning. I'm going to have a little glass of champagne with a splash of orange juice in it. And I think that's what everyone should do. It, you know, God willing that you don't have a problem with alcohol, because I just can't speak to that. I don't know what to say. Um, you know, but for the rest of us, you know, really a big chill pill, lads. We've got yeah. to stop. It's all too much
1: and do you think do you, as well this year with the cost of living crisis and the fact that a lot of people are struggling as well? It's added. I was trying. I mean, I didn't go out and get the big real Christmas tree. I actually got one made of wood, like a, a sort of a Meccano wood tree from Lidl for 35 euro. I, I They were objecting for a while, the children, but they've kind of grown to like it. I, I haven't done as many decorations. I've kind of minimised it a bit. I just haven't had the energy this year somehow. I don't know.
2: I have to say I'm exactly the same. I really haven't done anything yet, apart from get the few bits that I needed to get for the kids. But everybody, my buying is is just kind of way back. Um. Anyone ask me what I want. I don't want anything. We've done a KK in the family. I said, I want a bottle of perfume. I told them what it is. That's all I want. One thing. Thank you. I have everything. Do not buy me anything for my house. I actually need to declutter and get rid of shit. Can we just all stop mm, spending money yeah, unnecessarily? Yeah. I, I said to my it.
1: children this year that I want words and music because they're both lovely singers and they both play instruments. And so I think that's much harder than them going and spending their little bits of pocket money on some crap that I won't like, but they're gonna I'm yeah. um, hopefully produce something really nice on Christmas Day that's gonna make me really happy and well, last amazing. you know forever the memory of it. Like. Yeah,
2: that's amazing. What age are you two now? Because so they're said, thirteen
1: now. I have to say yeah. I do find it a little bit easier now that they're thirteen. I think it's a yeah. bit less stressful to lead up because I'm not so worried. The things that they want for Christmas, they're a bit more doable. I'm not running around chasing down some I know. thing that there's only two left on the shelf or something. Yeah, you know?
2: exactly. That nonsense. I'm past all that now as well. They're just a bit more. They're just a bit bigger. But I tell you what, if I suggested words of music, <laughs> <laughs> I would get, much, get much of a response. <laughs> I could, you get some choice
1: words. <laughs> Very well reared,
2: your children. Very well, well I'm not
1: saying they're... I mean, I, it's, I'll come, come back to me after Christmas Day. We'll see if any of it actually materialises. But, you know, they're grown in a way, but I'm hoping that secretly behind the scenes they're creating some words of music. We'll see. So, Alison, what about some solutions to people... like? You're is very lucky to be going somewhere else for dinner I have to say I am as well I have a lovely friend who is is hosting my family and I cannot get over the, the stress that it lifts to not have to do it so my top tip is find someone who likes doing it more than you and see if you can bunk in on, on their Christmas but for people who are worried who have all those things in their head the turkey everything's going on, what are you suggesting as to how people can take that chill pill what can they do?
0: just breathe like and to be honest sometimes I think kitchens are the perfect spots to kind of really make people feel hot and bothered so if if you're in the kitchen and it's a bit too hot honestly open the doors and step outside have a cup of tea have a glass of champagne like you guys are saying I think I loved the name of this, the Shite Before Christmas, because there has just been so much. Like every time we turn around, there's another thing. Like you know, whether it's elves or you know, Elf on the Shelf, or there's so, and and it's, people have been very quiet about it this year because I think they're so over it. But you're 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 stuck in it forever. So everything I'm doing now, I think, do I want to do this for the next twenty years? That's what I keep asking myself. I think a really nice thing to do is just ask everybody, say it's, it's it, you're in your family, ask what's important to you. So for you, it's like, I just want something meaningful for you. I asked for a clean bedroom.
1: A what? A clean bedroom?
0: <laughs> I, a clean bed. I have two who like, they're they're like Tasmanian devils. they just going to throw everything over their heads. In, and I just said, look, if we could get rid of the floor drop, that's, you know, <laughs> uh, like, please just take the stuff off the floor and in the cupboard. That's my Christmas present. I'm done. Um, I think just everyone stand back and say, look, what makes Christmas special for you? And for one person, they might say, you know, I love when we sit down and watch the movie. Or I love if we go for a walk on Christmas Day. I think we have to pull back from this crazy spending. But again, I think the pressure is external. Like the day after Halloween. I know. The Christmas decorations are in our face. And I'm just like, oh. So I think we've got to kind of stand back and go there's a lot of pressure and there's pressure, I think, with kids when the other kids are getting the same stuff in the class and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're kind of, it's like a round system for kids, do you know what I mean? But a really expensive one. And I think you just, it's very difficult now to be that parent who's saying, actually, I don't want you getting that phone. I don't want you getting those crazy expensive runners. Um, and to make that stand, because I think otherwise it just it's just building. And I think that pressure for parents financially is causing a lot of um, Issues because they're they're doing it anyway and getting themselves into debt. That's what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah. Deirdre, what about you? Have you found the the things that your kids want are a bit extravagant or are they a bit more minimalist?
2: I mean, like my my daughter is, you know, up there 17. She's nearly 18 and she wanted a laptop. So this was something that was going to be a necessity for college. It was coming up. So what she's done is we've split it with her godparent, who's going to go half. And I've kind of said, look, this is going to be towards your birthday as well. But at least I know it's a thing it that had to sort of happen. You know, she yeah. she needed one. And I'm like, OK, that's a spend that I can justify. You're going to need it. You're going to college. Right. That's her thing. And she's she's, you know, thrilled. She knows it's being halved with her aunt. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going, that's a big thing, you know, mind it, whatever. There's nothing else. She's getting a stocking with a few little bits. That is it. The boy child is just so easy. He, <laughs> he doesn't want anything. I mean, I, and I, so he's going to get all his clothes that he needs that I would be buying anyway. So he's just going to get all his new track suits and his new runners. And he's delighted with that. So I'm like, that's grand. He's not asking me for anything enormous. And I'm very grateful because he wouldn't get it. <laughs> I mean, they know that they, they just know for me, I'm like, I'm not doing it. You know, when they tell me other people have gotten stuff, you know, I've heard mm. of crazy, crazy situations, There's cars been bought for my hey. daughter's friends and, all, and they're all, all out the gap. And I'm just going, that won't happen in this house. Be aware that's not how we roll here. It's not happening. OK, it's too much as far as I'm concerned. Not happening, and I've I've pulled back massively. I hate the commercial. I hate the commercial. Bit. Yeah, I absolutely despise it. Like I can't deal. I actually just cannot deal. I'm going. I'm looking at what's happening in Ukraine and all around the world. I'm going. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing this. So just stop yeah. now. And
1: I'm, and going back to what Alison said because I think it's a really big important point. When you get back to what it actually is about Christmas mm. that you love and that you look around and you think, oh, this is it. This is the feeling. What are the things for you, Deirdre? Like what are the moments? that you love.
2: I think, I think the movie moments are very big for us. I mean, in, in COVID, we invested in a in a cinema screen that fits over our sitting room window. And that that is that is the moment. When that screen comes down, <laughs> mm-hmm. dear God, I am happy. And Holly <laughs> wants to watch Little Women for the 20th time. And <gasps> I happily watch it with her over and over and over again. And there's a fire lit. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful life, Michael. Well, that's it. That's joy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that joy? Yeah, that is, That's hell, total joy.
0: And That's home? my thing. I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. TV on. Slippers on. Oh my. Everyone
1: I'm up. Happy. Everybody's on the, in the couch. House. Like I'm not
2: worrying. Where is anyone? Fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. I do love as well, you mentioned the walk. I mean, we don't, we're terrible. We don't get out for many. I mean, I know you're great, Deirdre, and you live in Dunleary and you, you go off on your walks all the time. We don't get out too much, but I'm looking forward to on Christmas more, Day going out on the, uh, the Bull Wall down to Pool Beg and doing that lovely walk because I just feel it's such a special time. On the day and to get out in the air, like and the four of us be together. Something really lovely about that. Christmas mm.
2: morning is lovely. Now I'll be over to the forty foot to watch all the swimmers jumping in. <laughs> I won't be getting in with them because I think they're all mad. But I will thoroughly enjoy watching them clap and clapping cheer. <laughs> and cheering. Yeah. And we'll all will if I can get them up, they'll come over. <laughs> the teenagers it's hard to get them up now I'm at that stage. <laughs>
1: And this, Deirdre, was your your last show was called Demented, is that right?
2: Yeah, oh, it's still
1: going, love, the last show. It's not over yet. I've broken for Christmas,
2: but I'll be back on the 6th of January. And did you
1: have any Christmas material in it or was it uh, not be, about being demented at Christmas, just demented generally?
2: No, it was just <laughs> demented generally, which I am. Um I, I have been very demented on many, many, many's of Christmas. I'm just, for some reason this year, maybe because I was working quite late. You know, I only did my last show the, uh, two nights ago. I just thought, ah, I'm not cooking. The- I'm not doing it. I actually just made a yeah. decision. I'm not doing it. I'm, getting, I'm not getting And you didn't up.
1: feel guilty about that, Deirdre? Like, you didn't feel like I'm a bad parent because I'm not fully 110% you know, delving into the Christmas thing.
2: And, and uh, I had a slight little panic there yesterday and I thought, oh God, I don't have stuff. And then I realised, well, I've got two more days. So I'll just go down to Dunleary and do the local, get the local mm. bits. It's like... You've got two whole more days, lads. It's like everybody thinks everything needs to be done now. Well, what are you going to do for the next two days? Like, Go out and join the shoppers and just go down to Tiger and buy tat. Like it's not rocket science. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I give them a bit of money here. Going the other shop that's stuff.
1: great for that is uh, Sunston and Green. I don't oh, know if we I'm pronouncing it right. It I mean, that's Tiger for the grown-ups, isn't it? I mean, I love everything in that shop. I know, Yeah, I, love, yeah, I, do I, know,
2: I know, I know. D- I just have a small house, so I can't bring anything else in here. I have to get rid Get rid. Too much. Too much stuff. So I have to stop myself. I'll buy napkins and candles (laughs) till the cows come home.
1: (laughs) I don't... That was what... I was in there... you folks are in Dundrum yesterday. Oh, my God. Have you been in there lately? Oh,
2: God, oh. Yeah, I have. It's three
1: floors of amazing stuff yeah, like beautiful. that. Napkins and candles, basically.
2: Beautiful shop. And what about the ice rink? That's one that's on the list. I yeah,
1: my daughter went to that as well and said it was great.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I'll book that now over the next two weeks and get them out. Now, does anyone yeah.
1: have any weird Christmas traditions that are only to do with your family? You know, things that you do um, that no one else does or that have kind of evolved? or Or is it all pretty traditional?
2: We used to have. I, I've stopped it, but when my extended family, but I think I might start it up again. We used to have a very big poker game on Christmas night because my grandmother was a great poker player, and because of her, uh, maybe maybe eight of us would sit down ten, and it was legendary and went on. And I realised I don't think I've taught my children to play poker, and I was that a bad parent? To me? <laughs> I really,
1: you're going, I really be a good need to parent teach to teach how. your children to gamble. I really that's should really get good. them
2: into some gambling. They're the age.
1: <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you mentioned cards because we on Christmas Eve, um, it's a tradition, I go to my sister's house and we play a game called nap, a card game that my grandmother oh. used to play, my English granny. Yeah, my nanny. And um, when anyone does a, a bad move or does something stupid, we always say, oh, Jesus, nanny would be turning in her grave. That's like, <laughs> that's the kind of moment when I go, this is Christmas. and just sitting with my sister and her kids and... Yeah, it's those moments, really, when you think about it, like, you know, there's all that stress about buying and getting, but it is, to be very cliched about it, it's being surrounded by all those people in a way where where it's proper quality time, where there's nobody having to rush off and do other things, there's nothing else to do. And that is really what it's about. It
2: really is. Like the games are magic. They are. There's another game we play called In the Bag. Do you ever play In the Bag? No. Where you list, you know, everybody writes 10, 10 famous people. It can be alive or dead. Anything from pop stars, sports stars, writers, yada, yada. Everyone puts their 10 names into the bag and you and you literally pick, you go into pairs and you have... Sixty seconds to try to get the other person to name that person. You know yourself. It's fairly straightforward. But it's not even a board game that you buy. All you need is a pen and paper and you throw the names in the bag. But it is hilarious. It's hilarious. And they love it. The kids actually they just love it when you play with them, don't they? Like, yeah. Yeah. like uh, yeah. even though mine I love it. And I mean,
1: I know again, the horio chestnut charades, but we'll be having a big old game of that on Christmas Day. And I love that. Two. Yeah. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. And if, if there's a bit of drink on board, the charades are hilarious. <laughs> She's pushing the alcohol again. You really won't be able to have me on this. Um, <laughs> I,
1: this is not work at all. It's no. okay. We can still have a good Christmas without alcohol. <laughs> and even a thing I've been discovering lately, moderation. This new word I heard. I don't know if you've heard of that word, Deirdre. Oh, yeah. moderation, Moderate <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Mo- well, a I new have thing. A
2: very moderate. Two drinks. So I'm finished. I'm, my limit is low. Like... Um, But I will reach it.
1: (laughs) Now, I want to ask you both about uh, something that a lot of people will be dealing with as well, which is difficult family members or conversations around the Christmas dinner table that are not going to go very well. So, Alison, this is a problem, isn't it? This is something that you're around an uncle or an in-law that you haven't seen maybe for months and months and months and suddenly they're there in your face and it's very difficult. Have you any suggestions for how to kind of keep a lid on those potentially tense moments? I think just
0: go into it knowing that you have permission to kind of move seats like if if you're beside that and you're like oh god I'm sitting beside them honestly just kind of you know hopefully you don't have place names <laughs> but if you do swap them anyway um and just like you could, you could then say you have a new game called musical chairs. <laughs> because I think, I think it's just about recognizing that I think we go back into that kind of, you know, being like kids again ourselves or teenagers. And we think we have to be kind of good. So if you're sitting beside someone and it really is not going well, or you don't actually get on, I do think you can actually, um, you know, move around or ask the host, can you actually move? Um, and just be aware of your time and your energy because, Like, there are some people where, fine, you don't get on and it's fine, but there are other people in in families where it's really not going to go well and kind of engaging in that conversation is going to end badly. So if you know that beforehand, there's a pattern there. So then I I just wouldn't go into those conversations on Christmas Day. And I think sometimes people kind of goad you into it. They're nearly like they, they want to have a bit of a fight. I just wouldn't turn up to the fight. And if they keep pushing, say, oh, look, it's Christmas Day. Let's just have a good time, you know, and then kind of bring in the lightheartedness because I really like what you guys are saying. I do actually think the Christmas is that sense of we don't have to run off anywhere. We're together as like a family and kind of to sit and actually have a laugh and to have some fun. So I think even kind of having something and saying, oh, my God, have you ever played Name in the Bag and start talking about the change, the subject. Christmas Day is not the day to sort out family dynamics. It just isn't.
2: Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say as well, in, in my head, whenever there's this crops up, and I don't think there's a family in the country that doesn't have this issue, where there's a family member that you're is rubbing you up the wrong way and vice versa. If you just accept that and go, I don't need to be friends with that person. They're yeah. in my family. It's fine. I probably love you, you probably love me, but we're never going to be busy mates. That's all right. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we have this idea that we all have to get on very well. We yeah. don't. We don't. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. We're different. You're different to me. I'm different to you. Grand. happy Christmas. I'll stand over there. You stand on that. So you find someone you get on with. I'll find someone. Avoid little bit of distance. You're still throwing mm-hmm. out love to the person. You know what I mean? It's not it's just in your head. I just feel like in your head, if you just accept. We don't have to get on great. Just be civil and kind.
1: I think that's a really good point. And also there are subjects to probably be avoided too. And we probably all know what they are. But sometimes with a bit, again, with a bit of drink on board, they they get sort of shoehorned into the conversation. And it's just to be really mindful, I think, about certain triggers that are going to not end well, no matter what your best intentions are.
2: Don't pick up the ropes. Don't pick yeah. up the ropes. Just don't Fenty. engage. Just really. You do have to be mindful and remind yourself before you go into that situation, don't you? Just don't get into that conversation. It's be easy. It's yeah. easy to back out, actually. Just go. Ah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree an awful lot. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And then I walk away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're right. But I love what you win. I love what Deirdre's saying, like, because there, I think that is the pressure around families at Christmas that we have this myth that because your siblings are related that you should actually get on and it actually isn't the truth. Because people, even if you had the same parents and you grew up in the same house, you actually had different experiences, you're different people. And I think that acceptance piece of the person who's in front of you, rather than who you actually want them to be, or who you think they should be, if you drop that, you actually will have a much better Christmas. And, and I totally agree with Deirdre. It is actually that kind of emotional maturity that's really tricky at Christmas time. Because we do kind of revert back to maybe like ask yourself what age do you become when you cross the threshold of your family home? Are, my, are you 15? Are you 10? You know what I mean? And because your siblings know what buttons to press. They are like, it's the longest relationship of your life. So they know exactly which buttons to press. So just don't go to that party and just know like, I'm not actually going to engage. And if someone keeps pushing you to have those conversations that are just going to end badly, you can actually name it and say, hey, do you know what? We're not going to have this conversation today. I think just be straight out with it sometimes as well. And just the tone you say it can shut it down without it being a big fractious kind of argument.
1: Mm. That's all really good advice. Have you both heard of the word of the year, which was uh, chosen by the public? Um, it's the Oxford word of the year, goblin mode. Deirdre, oh. have you heard of this? It's a type of behaviour which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. I'm definitely looking forward to going a bit goblin um, <laughs> over the Christmas, I have to say.
2: Is that not the point? I mean, isn't that isn't aren't we downing tools? Like, get your yeah. jammies on. We're, we're we're taking a break.
1: Is that not the point? I think it is. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I suppose the lead up to it can can be the absolute opposite to that. And it can. Mm. Whereas I think maybe the goblin mode needs to start a bit earlier. Like you've said, I'm not. I'm just not doing it. You know. Uh, we could we could start that earlier. I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, I, I'm definitely not. I'm not getting involved in the frenzy. I, I'm absolutely over it. I just won't. I won't allow myself to get to the stressed place anymore. I just don't want to. I, I You know what I mean? I, I've just called a halt. I, now, easier said than done. And no doubt there'll be buttons pushed. But I'm making a massive effort in my own head to just say, I'm going to be chill no matter mm. what goes down here.
1: And the fact that you don't have to put any turkey or Let any see, other poultry in the oven is It's
0: not the best gift you could ever give anyone. I'll host the dinner.
1: Oh my god, those <laughs> words. But, but Alison, are you making the dinner?
0: I am, but I'm actually only making it for ourselves. And it, you know, so it's it's not So I don't care if it's no
1: good. <laughs> Honestly, it makes <laughs> th- I feel so
0: little pressure this year with it, because I've done the last three and you really want it to be lovely and now I feel really bad but my husband's really laid back and <laughs> he'd be like, Whatever, like it'll be grand. And I'm like, and the kids won't need it anyway, so <laughs> are they generally more laid back than us, the men? Are they better at this? They are. And I actually think we just need to take um just take a leaf out of their book because they're right. And like you're saying, to that getting to that point of going, I'm not doing this anymore. I think we all have to do that. There's just too much shite around the presence, the expense, the the frenzy. It's not good for us when the whole point is just to get together, be relaxed. You know, I don't know. Just drop whatever your standards are, drop them, then drop them again. Do you know what I mean? I think like parenting, good enough parenting, good enough Christmas. And I keep just, I keep cutting corners. Moment, I'm like wrapping stuff up really badly. Gone. It's grand. It's
2: grand. It's yeah, grand. I maybe <laughs> focus more on the crack than the perfection.
0: Yeah. You I know. Just so totally. focus on and fun. Can we
2: just have some fun now and? Perfection's overrated. Forget that. A beautiful table and all. Just do your best. Set the fucking table. It's grand. Few crackers and a napkin. Who's giving out? Like come on. What are we trying to do? I got my crackers Crackers. ages
1: ago. I was (laughs) delighted myself because I usually (laughs) end up in Marks and Spencers on Christmas Eve trying to find crackers and then they're like, no, we've no more crackers. Oh, my God, it's terribly stressful, but I got them three weeks ago. They're sitting up there. They're good crackers. Yeah, I'm bringing them to the house that I'm not cooking the dinner in. So that's my contribution well done, and God some is. lovely cheese. I'm looking forward to eating a lot of cheese. Anyone else love cheese? I
0: love a bit of cheese. I, I love cheese, but it doesn't like me, unfortunately.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, really? It's very uh, sad. Got, yeah, I disagree with you.
0: Oh, I just it it makes me violently ill. So,
1: wow, probably because I ate far too much of it. (laughs) Deirdre, tell me what you're working on at the moment, because you'll have a little break, but I presume, like you said, you're back out then on the road.
2: Uh, I'm back out on the road on the 6th of January, Portlaoise. If anyone from Portlaoise is listening, I'll be in the Dune Maze. And then my tour will continue full full whack, um, to be honest with you. Um, all all those dates are up on deirdrocane.net, if anyone would like to see them. And after that, I'm trying to start a podcast in the new year. Oh, Whoa. Deirdre, there's
1: not many people have podcasts. No, it's very, um, they're innovative very of on
2: the ground. So I just thought, well, you might as well throw your hat in the ring, love. <laughs> Christ.
1: Well, Apparently well, I you, to your be, you
2: cannot be a comedian and not have a, a podcast. That's the law. That's the Apparently. law on that.
1: And so ha- what is it? Has it got a particular theme or what What are you thinking? No,
2: all <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it'll be hilarious. That's as far uh, as i it know. It will definitely it's, be hilarious. It's a comedy podcast. It will be funny. But no, I haven't got a theme. I think I have a partner. I'm not even going to announce that in case that changes. But I did do one before I did two seasons of one. So it'll probably have Jo Cain in the title somewhere. I'm awful fond of myself. Um, so, you know, I've, I've just I've got to make it happen. I've I've been kind of deliberating for nearly a year. And now I'm just like, S- you've got to do this love now. It's just, as I said, it's the law.
1: It is the law. It's the law. And I mean, just back to the Christmas, I think it's very it's important to keep a good sense of humour at Christmas. I think mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that happen that if you just laugh at them. Then it makes it immediately better.
2: Humor, humor, humor and more humor. And if you can't be funny, be quiet. <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: Very good. Oh, my God, that's
2: going the Chris's mantra. I, mean, I my love mo- that. My mother's phrase that I say all the time, I really do love <laughs> it. I'm sure loads of you say it. But you know, and she, she always said, say nothing. And after a while, say nothing again.
1: I heard that the other <laughs> that day. That is it's just so funny.
2: Just what shut a great up. saying. Just just stop yourself saying the thing that you know is going to cause a problem breathe wow. breathe mm. and walk away
1: and final words from you Alison. then as the wise uh psychologist practitioner person who's who's able to heal and soothe people no pressure
0: <laughs> i actually love what deirdre's saying i actually think that humor is one of the biggest healers um when I'm doing work, I'm working at home um, now and my husband's upstairs and he's on his things. But he said, I thought you were doing therapy because all I can hear is laughing downstairs. <laughs> and I'm like, because a lot of times when you get down to it, like I'll say to people, what happened? They said what? I can't believe it. And we'll be, just, we'll be in hysterics laughing, but it's such a healing thing to kind of, you know, go in and be at a level with someone and connect. I think it's one of the biggest connectors. And for me, Christmas is just about connecting with your family Dropping down the expectations, having a bit of a laugh, being together. And if being together is a nightmare, take a little break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: and I've never had matching pajamas, which is something I feel like everyone does, and I don't do. And am I bad? Are we not a proper family because we don't have matching pajamas? <laughs> does everyone here have matching pajamas with all their? I family? couldn't get my husband into matching yeah. pajamas. I no, don't. Yeah. The pajamas. I don't have them either because I'm
2: so mean. I won't spend the money. I'm so mean. And me to me, that's just another commercial thing on the list. Oh, we've it been going by. Four pairs. Yeah. And now we're into
1: 150 quid for the four pairs of a time. I'm just too mean. I won't do it. I was standing in pennies yesterday looking at them going and mm-hmm. about to do it and I just I, it was too many piles of them I just couldn't get it together so I'm so glad now that you've said that because uh, mm-hmm. I this see these pictures of people on Instagram in their matching pyjamas and I get very jealous I know like, why I am know. I not and, in matching pyjamas and to be
2: honest with you if my kids requested it I would do it if they said please can we all get ma-, I'd go there but they yeah. haven't and neither of them have, have said it I don't think they care so, so from that point they've got their own nice Christmas pyjamas do you know what I mean they're just not having yeah. yeah. so so yeah. I'm like, I'm cool with that. I'm like, great. If I don't have right. to spend another hundred quid, I won't.
1: Exactly. Like, isn't there a saying, You're, she's so mean she wouldn't spend Christmas? Is no, that that that's you me. T- that's <laughs> me.
0: I don't think so, though. I think you've got the total right attitude and that, you know, spending money isn't actually the spirit of Christmas. It just isn't. It's actually about being together, playing the games, playing with your kids. You know what I mean? Stuff that doesn't actually cost money. I think that's the best and gift of Christmas. I do.
2: Yeah. And I think we all know it's gotten out of hand. Right. We all it know has. it's out of hand. It has. And the last couple of years, I have looked at the spend and I and I have feel I have guilt. I feel a bit of shame about it. I think this is appalling. I actually cannot look at this, the, the stupid spending anymore. I, I hate it. it. That is the single thing that makes me feel uncomfortable. So now mm. that I've pulled it right, and I also really want my kids to know that you don't have to have spend a lot of money to have a lovely Christmas. Not
1: necessary. Yeah. Just go with the little. So things. let's turn it from the shy oh. before Christmas to the crack before Christmas. I think that's yeah. the overall message of this podcast. And also, Deirdre, it sounds like Alison's a big fan of yours, so she'll definitely be listening to your new podcast. Even though <laughs> one <who> else <laughs> does. You'll Thank have you, Alison. one super fan here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and We're always, my, it. Well, it, I want to wish all our point. listeners a very happy Christmas, and you too as well. Um, I hope you have a gorgeous time with no stress and loads of laughs. And if you have any final words, Alison, just for the for the people there who might be feeling a bit hassled at the moment just
0: honestly i i think know your triggers okay if you're too warm honestly walk outside you know if 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 you go into it maybe have a number for your drinks it actually is a good idea kind of that mindful drinking so if you know at like a certain number you, you know you find it hard to keep it quiet then maybe go in kind of consciously going i'm gonna have this amount of drinks today and that's it or
1: drive yeah I love it all. And thank you both so much for su- such practical, um, helpful voices on the podcast today. And like I said, happy Christmas to you. Happy and to all Christmas, of everyone. And happy Christmas. Down with matching pyjamas. That's what I say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's over. We've ended that.
1: It's cancelled. <laughs> yeah, there's it. only
2: one person doing well out of that. That's the stores OK.
1: <laughs> OK, thanks a <laughs> million. Thanks, guys.
2: <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye.
1: That was Alison Keating and Deirdre O'Kane and we hope that helped you just a little bit. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas from everyone here on the podcast. We'll be back next Thursday with our review of 2022. So don't miss that. The podcast is produced by Suzanne Brennan, Aidan Finnegan and me, Roisin Ingle with JJ Vernon on sound. Mind yourselves, happy Christmas and I will talk to you next time.